0: For joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best selling author, Doug Carriger.
1: Great to be back with you, folks. Certainly hope this all finds you well and, and uh, in the arms of our Lord and Savior, serving. And uh, just being out there, walking in the light, and uh, what a thing! As, what a thing to learn and talk about. You're either dark or you're either light. You're either you're either in the light or you shut the switch off and you're in the dark. You can't add a little bit of darkness in your life, because a little bit of darkness in God's world is a lot of darkness. Where God's pretty clear. We're either living in the light, saved, accepted Him, uh, you know, moving out smartly. or we're not. There's two sides to that. We continue on today with this study of the life of Christ and with me sitting in a food lion parking lot somewhere in North Carolina with the train tracks, 40 <laughs> yards in front of him. Good morning, brother, Kevin.
2: Good morning, sir. <laughs> I'm loving, I'm loving North Carolina, but it's, it is still raining here, brother. So we, we, we need to do something about this because yeah, I want, I want the, um, You know that – I'm not a big golfer, but people come down to this part of the woods, this this neck of the woods to play golf and stuff. And I'm sure the Pinehurst crew and the U.S. Open or whatever is down here is just – they're biting their nails. They're like, I got to get out on the green, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you, man. It's uh, I'm not a golfer either, but the boy, everything is so dark green here right now. It's just so pretty. I pulled up to my house in the rain a little while ago, and it's just the 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 lawn is dark green. I've never seen my house look so pretty. But it comes along with this firmament rain that we be getting around here, and every once in a while it goes from firmament to the cedars falling over in Lebanon, brother. I mean, it's just it's coming in sideways. I I went out a little while ago. I had my hood on. It didn't stop it brother it just came straight in the hood wiped out my glasses got in my sneakers pray hey that's enough complaining you know what brother i didn't have mexican food things are going well there was no problem that way (laughs) folks we're we're finding ourselves we're studying the life of christ and we're stumbling over john the baptist again and and we got a we got a lot to learn about christ in this study life of christ we're going to be spending a lot of time going through the book of john we're going to be hitting some synoptics we're going to be hitting the names of christ i i got a letter today, a shout out to Jackie Smith and uh, Jackie drives some truck locally there, he listens every day and just a shout out to Pastor Jackie he's the assistant pastor over there at First Baptist and and uh, not too far from where you're at Kevin and he shouted out and said loving the life of Christ, praying for you and, and uh, we want mm. you to know Jackie and everybody listening, we love you thank God for yeah. you. So we find That's ourselves good. in the book of John chapter 3 verse 22, after these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea Judea, and there he tarried with them and baptized. And John was also baptizing in, in uh, Enon uh, near to salem i'm sorry uh, because there was much water there and they came and they were and were baptized see you didn't need it one glass of water can baptize a whole church of people aren't baptizing people right but when you're baptizing Mm -hmm. people in a scriptural way you're coming up out of the water so where there's a lot of water you're doing some baptizing praise god for john was not yet cast into prison then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. Man, you've got to watch those people when those questions come up. And they came unto John and saith unto him, Rabbi, he that was... With thee beyond Jordan to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. And you know, here's the story of a million years, right here, Kevin, even though we've only been on earth for thousands, but over and over again, this same thing as long as God leaves us here. Uh, you know, he's baptizing. Why can't we go to him and you're baptizing? You know, this church baptizes in the Jordan River. Yeah. Let's go get rebaptized over there in Israel. Stop it. The church has two ordinances, and that's a baptism in the Lord's Supper. I don't need to fly halfway around the world and and get some pastor or assistant or deacon or my wife or a husband, God forbid it's your wife, and, and hop in water eight feet deep and plunge people in so I get some miracle healing. God's already done it. He don't have to do it again, so let it go. It's going to be all right. And then, So what do we see? We see Jesus' disciples in Judea. We see right up the road John baptizing people. Uh, there's imprisonment getting ready. To go on. There's questions about purifying. You know, is that purifying people? No. Now, uh, none of us can get as holy as Christ, but I'm here to say when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he takes your sin and hides it as far as the east is from the west. And that baptism is a step of obedience. That showed those old Jewish, those old bitter people, those old religious people, those old people who uh, didn't want to believe in Christ. It showed them we we stand with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We stand as part of this local churches. And uh, and, and and then disciples are asked questions. I mean, Kevin, here it is. This is every church we go to in the United States. Everybody's got questions.
0: But we want you to know that God
1: wants you to know a couple things. First of all, walk toward the light, get saved, accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. When you're ready, it doesn't involve salvation, but when you're ready. You get to step in obedience and serve God in a wonderful way by being baptized by your pastor. It doesn't have to be the Jordan River. It can be a 55-gallon trash can is what we used in Germany, but in the name of Christ and uh, in the the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And it's a picture of the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm stepping out in obedience, Kevin.
2: Yes. You know, the uh, first—before we planted our first church in— in Pennsylvania back in 87, I was 25 years old and I took a church. So I, I uh, was given a pastor of a church. A pastor was retiring. And the first, my first act just blew my mind because I didn't see it coming. The first act was to baptize the outgoing pastor. He had never been baptized. Oh. It was, it was a messed up <laughs> kettle of fish. It was just wild. Um but he was a seventy some year old guy and uh he had been holding out to go to the <laughs> to the holy land oh. and, and get baptized in the in the Jordan River. Now that's a biblical problem. That's a <laughs> biblical literacy problem. That's a you know, if if you and this has to do with what you've been talking about the last couple of days. If you attach um if you attach some special grace to something done to you by a different person, that's religion. That's not, you know, the baptism doesn't bring grace. He he, there's a sentimental value going on. I, I get all that, but it's not biblically right. The, the Bible says uh, the same day they were baptized there in the Book of Acts. So it, it's just all about getting um, obedience under your belt as soon as you step out step out of the gate of salvation. That's that's the the goal of God. It's like to to put off baptism is like saying, Oh, I'm not going to wear a wedding ring until I can, you know, afford a really expensive one or something like that. No, man, just take your stand. So, um, there's several things happening here, brother Doug. There's the idea that John the Baptist is still baptizing and Jesus is now baptizing. So, each of them were still winning converts, and there was there was this transitional feature going on, and I, I don't have the full explanation for that, other than to say John the Baptist was a was a hander offer, and he was on the decline, and he wanted it to be seen as a um, the, the, the the slope the timeline was was downward for him, but upward for Jesus, and he wanted that to be made made plain but um yeah John was in verse 24 was not yet cast into prison then there's this question about the disciples of John uh but excuse me between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying so the the Jews that this would be the legalist Jews that were Christ rejecting as far as i can tell they came to John and they had this question about purifying and uh, the Jews were really avid about this purifying thing. Um, there was, you know, some people say the six water pots of stone in the, in the uh, last chapter were, were a series. You know, the, 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 each household had those or the, the the Orthodox household had a series of six. So you could wash in one and then wash into the next and, you know, wash this part of the body in one and then use the next one for the next part of the body. And, and it was very systematic. And they were crazy about that. They were obsessed, and 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 so there's this question made by these you know super orthodox people to 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 John the Baptist about purifying, and um, and the next thing you know, they're saying, "Hey, uh, Rabbi, you know Jesus is out there baptizing, and everyone's going to him." So evidently, there was a connection in their mind to the Jews that were watching that, oh, this is some kind of a purification thing going on. This is one of those, you know, um, this is a rite. And I love John the Baptist's answer. He said, a man can receive nothing except to be given him from heaven. He he knew that the, he was just carrying out a responsibility that was given him by God uh, to to get set up what uh to, to get to set the stage for Jesus Christ to come. So this this uh scene is moving very quickly with John decreasing, handling questions, passing those you know, passing the answer to back Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it's you know, praise God, it's about Jesus. It's not about us. Best thing to do is hand everything back about Jesus. Hey Jesus. folks,
1: hang on with us a minute. We'll be right back. So due to the fact that we're on a lot of radio stations, we got to stay real true to 10 and a half minutes and uh, a radio station break. And, and and then we come back with 10 minutes. So if you ever hear me hurrying Kevin up and you listen to it through a different format or online somewhere, uh, and you're not recognizing uh, that we have a break time in there that we give to the stations so they can raise money to hear our voices. I'm kind of blown away that stations do that. But Kevin was absolutely right. You know, there's some lessons we can learn in here that there's a coexistence of ministries. I I'm still freaking out at that former pastor never being baptized. Uh, I mean that is the freaky, and he was probably baptizing people. But folks, there's a step of obedience. We don't have to be baptized in the Jordan. I still remember the first guy I baptized. I baptized him in uh, Lake Ontario. It wasn't the uh, Jordan River or the Sea of Galilee or anything like that. It was in the Lake Ontario, and it was like I don't know Memorial Day weekend, and I want you to know that I put him under in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and he told me he was hoping the Trinity was only two people that day. That water was cold, <laughs> man. and uh, but I still remember it wasn't special to go there. We didn't we didn't have we were meeting at that point upstairs in the town hall, and uh, I baptized a whole bunch of people in Lake Ontario, and and uh, then we got a big can and stuff like that when he planted the church up there. In new york and then finally we got a baptismal tub when we built our building but there's a coexistence of ministries there's a lesson here john never claimed to have any deity john never claimed to have anything over christ a matter of fact he kept pointing people to christ and the great lesson we learn here is christ continued to let them baptize and we today are carrying on the ordinance of the local church, which is baptism. He gave it to us. He gave it to the local church to make sure that there's two things. We have the Lord's Supper and we have baptism, and, and we're going to do that. And, and there's got to be unity among our churches. Now, we don't sell out to a church that doesn't believe in baptism and the Lord's Supper. They're not of like faith. They don't believe in the Word of God and things of that nature. But we believe in the guidance you know a couple towns over that's just like us or even in our town that's just like us that are bapt- that baptism is as good as our baptism and uh mm-hmm. and and john's saying you know the lord's saying john still that's as good as me baptizing him because he's doing it in my name and for me so i don't want you people looking for the right guy to bet oh i was baptized by doug i was this folks i can't baptize yeah. you unless my pastor asked me to baptize people into my local church or like they did in Africa wanting me to go out there and dodge crocodiles they made me An associate pastor temporarily so I could baptize 200 people. But again, baptism is not into faith. Baptism is not into some universal thing. Baptism is a local church Mm -hmm. ordinance, and we baptize people into a local church. But if you move from Colorado to South Carolina, you went to a good church there, you were baptized there, you served God there, in my opinion, you're fine. I don't want to upset any Baptist writers Mm -hmm. or anything, but you're fine, man. <laughs> you've been baptized in like faith and and uh, and, and, and you know John constantly constantly and I want to hit on this and Kevin hit on it a minute ago. He constantly recognized Jesus' influence in the ministry, Jesus deity, Jesus superiority, everything Jesus had done. And John the Baptist, you know, I find this, Kevin. I know you've talked about this. One thing I learned about John the Baptist, all right, is he he, he was a humble man that always submitted to Christ. He never got too big uh for his bear britches, brother. He he just he handled it, brother.
2: Yes, sir. What, a, uh, what an example that we have just in this great man. It, Jesus said among uh, men that are born of women, that would be every, all of them, there's not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. So, you know, just that statement right there ought to let us know that his attitude was impeccable when he was talking about, I must decrease, he must increase. And certainly he did just that. He dovetailed it into jesus christ and brother you were talking about baptism there and and you know this is something that really helped me about baptism just and i'm just going to mention mention this it's a doctrinal thing but you know what sometimes when we get doctrine nailed down it helps us to nail our life you know hang our life on that so sometimes we just need another nail in the wall to hang something on and i was telling a pastor this recently and he he really um seemed to like the idea you know, baptism and the Lord's Supper are the two ordinances of the local church, I believe. and um each one of those is not a right, but what it is is a picture. and and the picture of baptism is water baptism or the plunging, the immersing immersing into water puts you into the local church. Like you said, Spirit baptism, which the, there's a very real spirit baptism. First Corinthians 12, 13 says, "By one Spirit are y'all baptized into one body." In the book of Acts, chapter ten, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch, um, excuse me, the uh, Cornelius, when he gets um, when he gets saved, he is baptized by the Spirit before being baptized by the water, and so there's an, there's one is an analogy to the other. So just like spirit baptism places you into the body of Christ, into Christ, we are in Christ, water baptism puts us into the local body of Christ. So we're talking about a, a an analogy of an earthly thing that tells the world what took place spiritually. And, and I just like that. And then secondly, the, the ordinance of communion is, again— taking the lord's supper in church is a, is given as as co- for communion amongst each other. First Corinthians 11 over and over talks about you know having the right attitude toward each other and it's a it's it's a picture though of of our spiritual communion with Christ. So the local the local body the local, local New Testament church we ought to have communion with. And that's a symbol, really, of what we're supposed to do spiritually, Doug. And that's to have that that sweet communion daily. So baptism is, and what John was doing, same type of thing. He was starting a body of believers, and that baptism was was their, in, you know, their induction into that earthly body. But when Jesus came, he said he would be, John said he would be baptizing with the Holy Spirit. And we see here he also baptized with water. So yeah. the baptism of the Holy Spirit really didn't start to after the, after Pentecost. But man, the this is a very important symbol that would, again, be pointing toward what in this case would be coming. And that's the, the uh, being placed in Christ, in the body of Christ. So it's a, a lot of stuff happening here that's, it's really important hang your life on it
1: yeah hang your life on it is exactly right and i i love that you covered first corinthians twelve thirteen. i actually had it up on my computer you know some there's so many people that would mislead us and have us believe that there's two baptisms there's only one and uh, when you accept mm-hmm. jesus christ as the lord and savior your spirit you're baptized into that spirit. You're baptized into your local church. It's it's just a one-shot deal. And uh, you get the Holy Spirit of God when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's some pretty exciting stuff right there, folks. You don't have to do anything special. I mean, you just get it. And praise God, it's yeah. there. It's there right now. It's, it's holding me back. It's got me doing the things I should be doing, not doing the other things that I should be doing. And that Holy Spirit work with me. And, and uh, uh, for by one spirit, we all baptize into the body, whether it be Jews or Gentiles. And God reminds us, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you came from. I don't care if your place of nativity was where Kevin's at in Harrisburg or was at in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I don't care if it's in Putnam, Connecticut, where I was born. I don't care if it's in Greenville, South Carolina. I don't care if it's in Raleigh, where Kevin's at Durham. I don't care where you're from is, is what God wants you to know. It doesn't matter. What matters is who has your life, who controls your heart. Is it light? Is it darkness? And if it's light, Why do you keep putting a bushel over the top of it? Stop it. Stop sinning. Stop doing that. Get right. Take care of your families. Be a better husband. Be a better dad. Be a better mother. Be a better wife. Oh, man. Eat a lot of Italian food. Now, folks, that's not in the Bible. That's just what I'm saying. (laughs) We sure do love you. We hope you have a great day. May God bless you. And, hey, when you go out today to get that Italian food, wear the smile that only God can give you. May God bless you.
0: Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us.